Welcome to the Life's a Pitch podcast, the show where we pitch the best movies that will never get made. I'm Tom McGrath. And I'm Matt Turner. This is the podcast where we ask you, the listener, to give us a title of a movie that doesn't exist. Yet. We then collaborate to create a pitch for that movie, complete with casting, story beats, and sometimes even marketing. Without further ado, this week's main feature is... Raiders of Area 51. Raiders of Area 51. Oh my yeah. goodness. I can't wait. I know, right? I, I'm, I, what's, what's Area 51 going to be like in a post-apocalypse, Tom? I, it's probably going to be the same. Because it's, <laughs> it's in a desert and it's far away from any build-up area. Yeah, so uh, I, I mean, what cheaper place to film? Yes, exactly. <laughs> a desert. <laughs> we can definitely make this B-movie. <laughs> we are doing... Post-apocalypse movies this week, listeners. Yes, post-apocalypse, your Mad Maxes, your... Uh... Your, your slightly peeved Maxes, <laughs> your, your seething Maxes. Your melancholic Maxes. Your generally fairly calm Maxes. Yeah, your... I can't think of any other words. Well, that's all right, we can just yeah. end that bit there. Your temperament Maxes. <laughs> your temp... temp- Temperament maxes. Temperament maxes, yeah. Oh. You min maxes. <laughs> so, yes, uh, we're pitching post-apocalypse movies. Thank you to Fingers to Hand, who gave us this week's title of Raiders of Area 51. I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to this one. I'm assuming we, we can do a lot with that, uh, depending on sort of how much we know of an event that happened last year. Um, <laughs> that's that's where my mind's going. Some but very little is the answer. Yes. <laughs> um, shall we get on with some honourable mentions? Yes. Straight off the bat. Some post-apocalyptic mentions. Oh, boy. Um, this is the part of the show where we just pitch some more movies based on titles you've given us. You can think of this bit as the apocalypse before the post-apocalypse. <laughs> yes, of course. So from Tomasz Chodakowski, we've got The Last Tom Cruise on Earth. <laughs> <laughs> now, I know where he's going with this, but <laughs> how about this, Tom? <laughs> okay. I don't know where he's going with that at all. I mean, I, I, well, okay, no. I know where my mind went immediately, which is a bunch of clones. All oh, right, but, no. <laughs> actually, yeah, no, my mind did go there, and then now, yeah, I don't think we're gonna go with this because you've you've got a, you're forming an idea already. Sure. My my mind just went to Tom Cruise is determined to rid the world of other Tom Cruises. <laughs> he's doing like, he's doing what the Terminator does with John Connors in like, Los Angeles, like um, hi. Highlander? Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There can only be one. <laughs> there can only be one Tom and he absorbs the power. Yeah. Um, but what if, Tom, um, uh, Charlie Day yeah. plays a, uh, a, a, a enterprising businessman okay. who has just come, come into some, some money from his, his very rich uh, father. Okay. And he decides, he gets really high one day. Yeah. And decides that his business is going to be um, called the Tom Cruise. <laughs> they go out to sea. <laughs> oh my god! And you're only allowed in if you're called Tom. 
Well, I'm I'm but, I'm on board. But they've got you are, you are literally on board. <laughs> but they've got Tom Brady. Yeah. They've got Tom Jones. Yeah. They've got literally got Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. They've got loads of famous Toms. Tom DeLong. Yeah. They've got Tom. He's uh, there. He's actually driving. <laughs> is Tom York allowed? Because his name is spelt with a H. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, he's, it's it's fairly generous because he needed to make the money up. Yeah, yeah, he needed to sell tickets. Yeah, um, I mean, it's, there's a lot of Toms. It's billed as exclusive, yeah, but not that exclusive. <laughs> Tom McGrath, yeah, the director of Madagascar and, and Boss, Boss Baby. Baby, of course, yeah. Um, who else is there? Um, Tom Hiddleston. Tom Hiddleston. Uh, just, just any famous Tom you could mention. Tom they're Holland. All out there. They're all out there. Tom Holland. Tom Hollander. <laughs> Tom Hollandaise. Tom Hollandaise. They're all there. Yeah. Um, the inventor of the sauce, of course, is, the, yeah. is Tom Hollandaise. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> like they get, they they get out to sea, and by the time they get back, the apocalypse has happened. <laughs> Okay. And so, and so, like I think on on this journey, um, what's that movie with Willem Dafoe in a red hat? What's it called? Speed Two. No. Cruise control. That's the only one I can think of him. He's in a red a... beanie. He's on a on a ship. Oh, the life aquatic. That's it. Yeah, I'm <laughs> that's, thinking... that's not what I would have thought. <laughs> I'm thinking. I'm thinking that sort of that sort of vibe. Um, in a kind Bill of... Murray is the star of that film. Willem Dafoe is hardly in it. Tom. <laughs> Wash your mouth out with soap. <laughs> okay. Widen your mouth out. Yeah. Put wrinkles at the side yeah. and then wash it out with soap. I, I will, I will. <laughs> Look more like a goblin and then and then feel <laughs> bad about yourself. Um but yeah, so uh, I'm I'm going for a kind of life aquatic tone with it. Okay. I so haven't seen the full movie, but I get like I get the tone. Like Wes Anderson, yeah. like very, very bright, uh, bright blues, whites and yellows, yeah. that kind of and reds. And and a massive fuss. Yeah. Um yeah. Uh, and like the uh it doesn't have to be that visual tone, but I'm okay. talking about the like the narrative tone of this okay. is that they all realise that it's really bad idea to go on a cruise with all like they start hating each other as factions on how you spell your name and like also like you know how whether you on how you spell your name so it's everyone versus Tom York. <laughs> no, I bet there's I bet there's like outsiders. That's it. They they're like they're like outcasts from the main Tom York and maybe five other people. <laughs> they're like they're hiding in the pipes of the boiler. <laughs> Um, God, that'd be ter- that's like, God, I I didn't think Alien could be more terrifying, and then now I've just figured out. Oh no, if the Alien was running around the vents playing Radiohead, <laughs> that'd be scarier. So an early, so basically, right? It's all all told from um, Tom Holland's perspective. Okay. Um, Tom Holland early on gets very drunk. He's doing uh, karaoke, swinging the microphone around, decks himself in the head, and and, <laughs> and conks himself, falls off the stage, conks himself out. Is right? he is he singing a Tom uh, Tom Cruise? Is he singing a Tom Jones he's t- uh, same, song? Yeah. yeah, he's singing "What's New Pussycat." Yeah. Um, and like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> uh, and um, and and he wakes up, and now and he and he wakes up in a wor- in on, on a cruise where t- Tom. Uh, like like the Toms have fractured, mm. right? The York, Tom York and, and and the other spelling Toms have been 
kicked out, right? But also there's another divide here and there, right? Tom Cruise has tried to take over the Tom Cruise mm. and is telling the, everyone that it's named after him, even though it's not. Uh, and he's kind of created this, this cult. Um, uh, and he's starting just making up random shit Mm. Right about the birth of the universe, like you know, um, aliens dropped our souls into volcanoes, uh, that sort of thing. <laughs> that absolute bullshit. Yeah, but yeah. he's just making up on the spot. Um, uh, and and then there's other Toms out there, you know, doing stuff. And then like at some point at night, Tom Holland hears this ghostly singing floating over the through through the pipes when he's having a shower. <laughs> Uh, and, and he's like I mean, my mind goes back to Alien and it's just like that's, that's seen Alien where it's just like how did it get hold of the stereo system and why does it keep on play- there's other there's other albums on there why does it keep playing OK Computer <laughs> anyway Tom York helps Tom Holland rest and maybe half of Kid A <laughs> rest the control of the crews from Tom Cruise yeah he pulls them into port only to find that without the Toms yeah. that were on this cruise and all the other cruisers that are out there, yeah. they were the only one to make it back to land. Oh, God. Right? Because there were more Tom cruisers. All the Toms went off land. <laughs> and without so the Toms... It's only the famous Toms. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> that were on this particular yeah, one. This is an exclusive you. one. Yeah. Um, and without the Toms, society has fallen apart. <laughs> It's 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 sort of a self-fulfilling prophecy, isn't it? Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> it's without the Toms. If they had, if they'd stayed, everything would have been fine. Yeah, and and also but... without everyone else, the Toms fell apart. Yeah, like they, they went apocalypse. It's only the meeting of not Toms and Toms that actually that. Actually... <laughs> the thing is, though, they're still on Earth. Yeah, like they're still they've got Wi-Fi on that cruise. <laughs> Like, it doesn't make any sense. But yet, it's the end of the world. Yeah, I mean, listen, it was normal. And then, you know, uh, uh, Tom Cruise took the took the Wi-Fi off. So Tom Holland, the, Tom Holland now is just... It, it's, it's it's an hour and a half of, of Tom Holland trying to survive. It's just one of those... It's one of those movies that you think it's over. Mm. And then the reveal at the end of the movie is that... The world has done very much the same thing as the cruise has. It's Tom Cloverfield Lane. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is Tom Cloverfield Lane. All right. So, from Mavis's existential crisis, we've got Attack of the Comet that knew karate. <laughs> so, right. <laughs> yeah. This opens with a news broadcast of Comet coming today. Just get into your basements. We've we've saved some people. Yep. Um, in the bunkers, it's like the end of Deep Impact. We've saved some people <laughs> in bunkers. Yeah. Like this comet is gonna like kill most of the life gonna, on Earth. It's gonna hit us. It's it's gonna it's gonna destroy we, us. Or more importantly, we're gonna smash into it, right? Because we're bigger. Yeah, we're bigger and faster. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and it's just pulling its way through the universe. Yeah, yeah. Says, I mean, that's that's what Neil Patrick Harris, who's a who's a who's a comet expert, says. Yeah, yeah. He's true. a big fan of comets. We we, we, <laughs> hit, we hit the comet. Yeah. Essentially, he's he's like the narrative around this is actually uh, completely wrong. We're the ones hitting the comet. Not the other way around. I'm just thinking, like, looking at you, it's not a good 
Neil deGrasse Tyson impression. It's but Neil hearing Patrick you, Neil Patrick Harris. <laughs> it's Neil. It's, it's, it's Neil Patrick Harris. I thought you were doing you, Neil deGrasse you Tyson. I said Neil deGrasse Tyson, but did it's you, Neil Patrick Harris. Did you, did you I said say, Neil Patrick Harris. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I just heard Neil and Comet, and I was like, Neil deGrasse Tyson, yeah. That sounds a lot like Neil deGrasse Tyson, though. Like, like, Neil Patrick Harris is doing Neil deGrasse Tyson's job. So it's it's Neil Patrick Harris doing an impression of kind of a, of a Neil deGrasse Tyson figure. Neil deGarris. Yeah. 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 Anyway, like, I just wanted to put that, like, yeah, yeah. A, a expert in there. And that's it's all, it's that's all yours. a scene. Yeah. So, the day of the Comet. Yeah. And, and people are looking up. Some people are hugging, like it's it's very very emotional. Five years by David Bowie's plane. <laughs> yeah, we got five years, and it's all slow mo and stuff. And then all we can hear is this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> bang! Without a crater, this comet lands. It's got legs. <laughs> it's got legs and arms, and it's just this rock with a mouth. <laughs> And big eyes, like big no, terrified no, no. eyes. No, no eyes, just a rock, arms, <laughs> arms, hands, legs, feet yeah. sticking out where you would imagine on a cartoon rock. <laughs> There's a three-point landing. Yeah, three-point landing. <laughs> it's got, it's got like a karate. It's got a big karate, red bandana. Yeah, yeah like, a, like a no a white one. White okay. one. It's got a black belt round its <laughs> round it. Round, I don't know. It doesn't have a waist, so it's just round one of its round legs. Round the middle of it. Yeah, yeah. Round the middle of it, it's <laughs> yeah. got a black belt. Round its round its equator. Yes. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> it, it it lands in quite a built-up area. Let's say like Times Square, New yeah. York, or something. People are going about the day like hoping the meteor wouldn't hit, but here it is. It's it's crushed like <laughs> three or four city blocks. Yeah. But you know, on its way in. No, 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 it just came straight down. Oh, straight, straight down. Straight down into Times Square, landed, and then immediately started killing people with crying. <laughs> like, to the point where it just like, hi-ya, hi-ya, <laughs> every hit, because it's burning hot. Yeah. It's, it's like... Just searing through it's, people. It's searing through people. People are going, ah! They're running away and it's like, come on, come on, I can kick your ass, I can kick your ass. And there's like a news podcast. Well, we seem to have survived this, but I don't think for how much longer it can go on. (laughs) (laughs) This this meteorite seems unstoppable. And we've got like footage of a tank coming in and just (laughs) firing a missile at it. And it just has no effect. Yeah. Well, I mean, it just it just palms it off, right? Yeah. The missile hits it, it goes (laughs) boing. Oh, yeah. Off, off into the sky. This guy's like like Wonder Woman deflecting bullets. <laughs> but, but this comet is just a dick. Yeah. <laughs> this comet, this comet, like, not not only is it like just karate people to death. It's not karate people to death, Tom. Yeah. Right? It's standing there and just gesturing rudely at people. He's <laughs> like, eh, 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 fuck you, fuck you. And then, like, it, it's saying, like, eh, you're old, maybe you should be dead. <laughs> like, it's just being a wanker. Yeah. And, and then so, this, like, this old person goes, I'm very insulted. I'm going to go and smack you across the face with the back of my hand. And then, <laughs> then that's when he. It does a big. He grabs him, does a flip, and throws him into the sky. <laughs> and, like. <laughs> 
and um, like he uh, and and progressively more and more people get angry at him for doing those various things, right? So the tank does the thing, yeah, he palms it off, and it flies into into like the the Statue of Liberty, yeah. which falls over. Um, yeah. And and slowly, like people, the, the armies of the world start amassing. In like in New York, we just can't defeat it. It's the comet's planet now. <laughs> and they're like, and, and uh, you know, Neil Patrick Harris has been trying to persuade people just to be passive. But yeah. then when he t- tells him that his glasses are shit, he uh, he got he has a go, and he's like, you know what? Our planet's bigger than yours, so I'm gonna it's it, it's gonna smash you. And it, it, it attaches a rocket to its back. To right? what's back? To the comet's back. To the comet's back. Right. How Zoom did he get close enough to this comet? Sneaks up on it. Sneaks up on yeah, it. All right. Just, it. just we see it. Yeah. We see Neil, Neil Patrick Harris on his tippy toes <laughs> with this with this rocket yeah. <laughs> carrying this giant Acme rocket. <laughs> the, like the comet can obviously maneuver itself in space. Yeah. That's why it ended up here. So, because um, it wanted to, <laughs> it wanted to antagonise us. Yeah. So it starts zooming up in the air, and then it does a big curve, <laughs> and it comes back down towards Earth. And Neil Patrick Harris is like, "I'm out of ideas." Oh, completely out of ideas. Everyone's like, "Oh no, it's burning up re-entry. This time, it's coming in for the kill. It's going to split Earth in half. Surely, mm. it lands upside down, right?" And just starts twirling its legs around, right? It's big old <laughs> sp- sticky legs, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, I, I want to point out that its legs, to me, look like... Have you ever seen the Pepper Army advert? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, and that's big, exactly... big, long, spindly legs. Tight, like, think of the... Is it peanut butter jelly time? The, yeah, yeah, the, that the, banana. The banana, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, arms like that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mr. And, Potato Head. And it's just swirling those round, right? In weird, strange directions. Yeah. And they're, they're like, all right, is that the worst you can do? And then uh, Neil Patrick Harris looks down at his phone and he's like, oh no, oh no, I don't think fighting is, is our problem, you guys. And he and he points to a little project, like a little projection he's got mm. for the direction of Earth, right? Yeah. You know how karate's all all about using your own uh, your own weight against you. Yeah. While he's been here doing his random dancing, mm. he's changed the tra- trajectory of Earth. So we're going backwards. No. We're going straight in. Straight into the to the sun. sun. Oh God. <laughs> he's done a big flip. And he's that, flipped us over. I think that's how it ends. Yeah. And then the, the title comes up based on a short story by H.P. Lovecraft. <laughs> Attack of the Comet that knew karate. Yeah. I mean, that's more of an apocalypse movie, but... Uh, yeah, um, I, I mean, it's... Um, I mean, what are you going to do? What are you... Like, listeners, what are you going to do? You can't stop us. <laughs> you, can't, you can't stop us. You can't stop the comet. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so now we move on to our final major pitch, which is from fingers to hand, and that is Raiders of Area 51. Raiders of Area 51. Yeah, I like this one. Yeah, I do as well. And I think I think you were right at the start of the show, Tom, when you said that um, it should be about events that happened, like, uh, that, 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 like were, were planned... Mm. Um, last year, one right. of my all-time favorite duds. <laughs> yeah, it was the 2019 
2019, it was like it was a Facebook event. Yeah. It was like, let's all just go to, to Storm, Area 51. Storm, Storm Area 51. 51, I think that was what They was can't stop us all. <laughs> was the, it was the, um, was the name of that. And <laughs> like, I love how that implies that people are willing to die to find out yeah, what yeah, is yeah. in Area 51. <laughs> they can't stop us all. They could stop some of us by shooting us dead. <laughs> yeah. But they can't stop us all. Um, and I, like, I'm pretty sure they could. <laughs> That's the thing. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Like, it depends on just what they had to protect. Exactly. Exactly. What what they have in Area 51. So I'm thinking this is post-apocalyptic setting, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, this is society has collapsed. Yeah. Instead of states, we now have societies that sort of just are built around, you know, water. You know, just mm. just we've gone back to a kind of feudal farming situation, except it's way more difficult. We're trying to condense water mm. out of the air. We're just living how we can. And uh, and one of them is in the Nevada desert, mm. right? Well, I'm thinking, um, I mean, no, it, it could be like there's a society. I'm just thinking what is raiders of Area 51. So what could be in Area 51 that this town or village needs? I don't think it matters. Yeah. Because ever since this place started up and they started doing like they started working on um, some hydroelectric power, they got yeah. this this kind of dam that had seemed to have been built, mm. right? The they call it they dam. call it, they call it the Hoove, <laughs> right? And it yeah. provides all of their power, and they've got it sort of working. Post-apocalyptic Nevada <laughs> Hoover Dam. <laughs> carry on, carry on. I, 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 it's all it's all a bit familiar. I'm not sure why they call it the uh, Hoove, and yeah. um, the Hoove has been providing their power. But when they sort of like started, there's there's a, a part of society hmm. um, played by Macaulay Culkin yeah. uh, and Co. that uh, have been digging in. They're like archaeologists hmm. into the stuff they find inside the Hoove and around the Hoove, um, and. Uh, it's quite a religious thing. It's, it's you know, they're treading lightly because the kind of like the religious ideas of of like what the hoof provides and stuff and how important it was. Yeah, they're quite you know they they they're quite sensitive. So I, I like the idea that the um, preachers in this all wear what white uh, jumpsuits with, <laughs> with flares and 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 shiny parts. Yeah, uh, and sort of like swept back hair yeah. or hats that look like swept back hair. Wait, hang on. So they're all dressed like Elvis. Yes. Yes. Okay. So all the all the because that's what in the holy places those yeah. big buildings that oh yeah with stained glass and stuff. Oh god, they yeah. found the holy found the holy ancient temples pictures of uh, you always found pictures of uh, of, Elvis. of of Elvis. Yeah. So they've they've created this uh, weird sort of semi Christian religion where all the holy men are dressed like Elvis because they're so close to Vegas. His his kingdom come. Yeah. yeah. And 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 of course they've they've looked through the history books and Macaulay Culkin has a personal favorite uh, story of how. You know the first. Sorry, sorry, I just really like the idea of someone reading from from a textbook, uh, from a textbook, from a from a holy book, and it's yeah. like uh, a baby was born in the ghetto. <laughs> <laughs> this boy. <laughs> and um, uh, of course, Macaulay Culkin's favourite theory. Mm-hmm. It might not be uh, the one that the, the church goes with, but Macaulay Culkin's favourite theory is that, of course. The, the the first ever 
um, preacher man, mm-hmm. you know, was abducted by aliens. That's how he. That's like that's how he, how he ascended. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's how he, he ascended. He was he was taken, uh, uh, and will one day return. Yeah. Um. And and of course that oh. means that he's th- he's looking into other extraterrestrial mythology. It's it's like someone searching for the Holy Grail. Right. Isn't it? Yeah. Uh, um, and as he's going through a lot of stuff. So the main character of this, our, our Indiana Jones, is Macaulay Culkin. Is Macaulay Culkin yeah. right? Who uh, he's the nerd. I think we could probably uh, fit in like. A um, let's say who else can we put in here? We could probably put fit in a like Karen Gillan or something. Yeah, in a sort of like um, she is um very much uh kind of the enforcer role. She's kind of a bounty hunter sort of thing. She'll track down a scavenger. Yeah, goes into places and 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 gets resources. Yeah, and um, uh, she. Uh, they kind of bump into each other. Yeah. Macaulay Culkin has just um, opened up this screen, right? And it's this blue-white light. She only does it for the money. Yeah. But the town's got a lot of money because it's got a lot of power. Yes, that's a good, good point. Yeah. yeah. And so she's been sent as an escort for him to delve into the in, into the hoof. Yeah. Yes, right? yeah. Um, like... They don't like each other. Like yeah. he doesn't get along with her because he he is he is very optimistic, yeah. very uh, a very like uh, nice person. She is very much a sort of like a very pessimistic, just sort of like the world's not great out there, kid. And also Gary Oldman yeah. has paid her to steal whatever he finds. Gary Oldman dressed as Elvis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um, because he'd, he'd, he'd throw himself into that role yes, as well, right? Um, and he'd pay her to steal whatever she, whatever Macaulay Culkin finds, because he doesn't like Macaulay Culkin's new way of thinking. No, I wasn't here, man. Uh, <laughs> you gotta take this boy, and you gotta, go, you gotta go. You gotta whatever go. Whatever he finds, I don't trust. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, you're gonna. Uh, when people start asking questions, that's when people start disobeying. Mm. Um, and so. Macaulay Culkin finds this 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 uh, like case that opens up, mm. right, um, uh, and like a laptop, right, and there's a blue and white um, screen flashes up, blue banners. The rest of it is white, and it, <laughs> and it, and it, it says, says and it says twenty one ninety nine. The date is set to twenty one ninety nine. Oh God, nineteenth of September. Yeah, or twentieth of September. Sorry. Yeah. They can't stop us all. Yeah, I guess it'd be twenty one nineteen. Twenty one nineteen. Yeah. Date. And he's like, but that's this year. It's a hundred years in the future. Yeah, like he, and yeah. he looks down at the, at the calendar and it says twenty one nineteen. It's kept yeah. going, um, and uh, he's like, but that's that's this year. They're coming back. Area, I know that area fifty one. Yeah. I've heard of that. Uh, and uh, and 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 Karen Gillan's like, uh, oh, that's great. And then just takes the laptop and like packs it into a bag and starts starts off and when he comes after he, she's got a shotgun and she's just like nope yeah yeah I, I really like the idea though of them hunting down uh, this area 51 together yeah uh, to find the truth or, or like to to ascend essentially I think of. I think um, uh, who did I say it was Gary Oldman Gary Oldman yeah um, so Gary Oldman um, betrays um, Karen Gillan of course yeah uh, saying you know too much, basically, mm. and I'm gonna have to kill you both. 
Oh no! Uh, when when he he chases her back to the to the to um. So so she like if she gets out she can't come back to this town. Exactly. She's she's lost uh, she's lost her sort of steady income. She's gonna have to go back out uh, into the into the bounty hunting world. So the only way that they can really get back into society. Yeah. Is by unseating Gary Oldman by proving him wrong. Yep. And well, I mean, she um, she goes first. She's like, I can survive out here. Yeah. Um, I'm like, good luck. And he's yeah. just like, I don't know what there is. I don't know what I'm going to find there, but I bet there's a lot of treasure. Yeah. I bet there's a lot of weird shit. Like really valuable stuff. Whatever yeah. it is, it's got to be valuable. Yeah, and uh, and then that's that's they're, they're sort of stood in this deserted part of the desert. It's a car park. <laughs> it's, like, it's a car park. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she's walking off, and he goes like, "There's bound to be treasure," and she just like she stops, like tapping her feet, just like, "Hmm." It's like, if you come with, like I'm not in it for the treasure. And he I'm says, just in it for the truth. And who knows? There could be fifty others. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it's 51. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, it might point the direction to the other 50. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, damn it, kid, you've you've got me. Um, <laughs> so so they go on a hunt for, yeah. for area, area 51. And, of course, Gary Oldman's doing the same. He's trying to stop them. Yes. Because, yeah. of course, the uh, one of the clinching moments is going to be Macaulay Culkin looking down at the, this laptop they've, they've got and it's like they can't stop us all and then like you know the, all the people that they've eventually accrued all the outcasts from society mm. will all run at it at the same time yeah. with their arms behind them like Naruto so so <laughs> Naruto running <laughs> into uh, into where he, I forgot about that <laughs> fucking hell you got, the, like... you got the Naruto runners, you've got the Karens, <laughs> yeah, the yeah. who are going to talk to the managers. Yeah, um, managers of Area 51. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you've got the Kyles, that Kyles. was one of them. Yeah, you've got yeah. the Kyles who are, who are just like punchy. Yeah, so these are all post-apocalyptic gangs. <laughs> gangs, yes. And Karen Gillan, of course, is from the Karens. Yeah, of course. She's yeah, she's, she's she's an outcast of the Karens. Yeah, enforcers. Yeah, are, are what Karen, Karens are. I, I guess. They, yeah, they very rarely have to use violence because everyone knows how formidable they are. Yeah, weren't weren't the Chads on there as well? Uh, maybe the Chads were. Yeah. I know the Kyles were. I think they were the they were the the the, the front line forces. Yeah, the Kyles. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if we Naruto run, we can move faster than their bullets. <laughs> Let's see them aliens. Yeah, let, let's just say let's just say the Chads are in it as well. Um, sure. Uh, the Chads, they are uh, they're a gang of, of just just really good looking guys. <laughs> just strong strong blokes. Strong strong blokes who who women can't help but fall for. <laughs> um, the Kyles. They like I, I don't understand. Because I've never I've never heard the Kyles no as a in a sort of internet meme term. Kyles are just like you know basic guys who <laughs> like as in not like basic but sort of basic you know kind of a little bit white trashy yeah but they they the, the important thing about Kyles is they're they're the kind of guys who punch walls okay you know they're sort of like um, you imagine it's like Eminem would probably be a Kyle. <laughs> 
you know yeah so that, that's another that's another cast yeah uh, another, another <laughs> member of uh, Eminem is king of the Kyles king of the Kyles yeah yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and they're going out and they're, the Kyles are out on their like uh, trikes I was about to say isn't Kyle the name of that guy from the from the Eminem song you know Stan <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. I'm pretty sure that guy was called Kyle <laughs> yeah pretty pretty sure pretty sure um, um, the cars are out on their trikes. Um, they're like motorized trikes. They're driving is, across the desert. Oh well, yeah, they're they're just running up and down uh, doing donuts. <laughs> I almost called it New Vegas. Uh, <laughs> they're just running up and down the, the streets of Las Vegas. They're the first gang. I think I actually prefer this world to the New Vegas. Uh... <laughs> yeah, so do I. I mean. There's, uh, there's a lot less bugs in it. Yeah, uh, yeah You can walk around Although without. Although there are big, giant, irradiated bugs everywhere. Oh yeah, yeah. You can you can walk you can walk along without falling through the ground for eternity. <laughs> um, so Bethesda humor there. The, Bit of... the narrative doesn't get locked because uh, an NPC <laughs> doesn't want to come out of a room. Yeah, well, I, th- I think that's that's we should play around with that. <laughs> play no. around with that concept. Yeah, we should. Um, so yeah, that they they recruit Eminem um, by saying, but basically saying the same thing like, "Look, you're running out of uh, you're running out of uh, gas for your trikes, right? Your motorized trikes. Yeah, that gas is not going to last forever. All the petrol stations in Las Vegas yeah. are not going to like. We're nomads. Well, you know what? Area Fifty One might just have what you need to keep your uh, your things running." For years, and if and if not, the guy we're about to take on, who's going to try and stop us, yeah. has uh, the Hoover Dam. The Hoover Dam, unlimited energy. Yeah, you can just you can just convert them to electric trikes. Yeah, um, <laughs> and, and Eminem's like, "All right then." I'm not sure how Eminem sounds. He says, "All right then." You're all right then. All right, let's all right. go then. He's got one eye. He's come like, on, Kyle's mount up, <laughs> mount up, Kyle's. <laughs> Um, so yeah, and but he's like, well, before we do that, you're gonna have to undergo the trial of Kyle, and it's like you gotta jump through a burning, burning hoop on a, on a trial oh, over a load of uh, school buses. Yeah, oh, I love it. I love it. They're all, they're all very much. Uh, what's his name? Evil Knievel. Evil Kyle Knievel. <laughs> I love how I love how he's read this Facebook page and has gone. We must recruit these people. <laughs> In order for us to, they won't let us enter unless we recruit these people, the, these these gangs that are They're all the only gangs. Yeah, yeah. It's the only people. Yeah. So after they've done after they've done the trials of Kyle, yeah, we then just cut to um, a, uh, a a coffee mug, yeah, being walked through an old. Uh, diner. Yeah. The coffee mug is shaking. Okay. As, as as the camera just sort of keeps on it, and then and then they and then the coffee mug pours into a, in, a coffee cup uh, jug. Yeah. Pours into a mug, shaking, shaking, and the camera pans up to see. Um, uh, Gillian Anderson. Okay. With. Like almost a mohawk, yeah, and she's staring at this waiter, like <laughs> she's staring at this waiter, <laughs> like, and and it cuts back. All these women have mohawks, and they're <laughs> all 
eagle-eyed staring at this one waiter in this ruined <laughs> in this ruined diner the, it cuts to the guy at the back the manager just sweating <laughs> like fucking hell <laughs> and he's he's looking at his post-apocalyptic version of TripAdvisor just like fuck <laughs> no it's like like he's not even he's sweating but he's got a massive gag over his mouth like Bane <laughs> because like, yes, when they speak to the manager they speak at the manager the manager <laughs> does not get to speak back oh no no like they've not even seen the manager yet but the manager <laughs> the manager knows he's heard of the of the Karens yeah yeah, yeah. and like he's he, this this manager is just just about made fine in in this uh, in this post-apocalyptic landscape he's like the, the, the one of the last diners that's still running <laughs> well it's the thing is it's pronounced Karen yeah. It's spelled C A R I O N. It's uh, they they're scavengers. Remember, carry on. Yeah. All oh, right. They're, ah, they're, they like they, they go around with cranes and stuff, pip, taking things places to pieces. <laughs> so if you can't justify your existence, yeah, they will take your shit to pieces. Yeah. So if you've built a settlement and you can't tell the Karens why it's worth going to yeah. on their big network of like ratings yeah then they will bring in the massive they've got they've got like jcb cat stuff <laughs> like they they are gonna bring in a wrecking ball and just smash it to pieces I, to take I, I was i was gonna say they've all got shotguns trained at this waiter because they're just a violent gang but i love that idea more like that's how you do a trip advisor thing it's like if mm. they don't value you as above a certain level of civilization it's then it's fair game they don't care if it's on like a traveler's route or anything mm. like that they're just gonna knock it down if they're not happy they've got standards they... of civilization that have to be met mm. and so gillian anderson is 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 like uh, uh an arbiter of that yeah and during this Karen Gillan walks in and sort of uh, with, with Macaulay Culkin in tow. Yeah. And um, she's like, now I'm going to do the talking, all right? Well, this is the thing. Like at the end of the last scene, it's like, oh, who's who's next on the list? And then Karen Gillan looks at the thing and goes, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> no chance. Yeah, no chance. And no uh, chance. Eminem is like, what are you talking about? It's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Says Eminem. I'm Eminem. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Kyle, king of the Kyles. <laughs> so yeah, she uh, she walks in, and I think it's like Gillian Anderson's her her mum. Yeah, because <laughs> it's Ka- Karen Gillan and yeah. Gillan Anderson. Like that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's Karen, daughter of Gillan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Gillan, daughter of Anderson. <laughs> yeah, that's how that works. Yeah, yeah. Don't. Don't look it up. Yeah. Don't look up the spelling of either of those things. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're not they're not pronouncing the I in carrion either. So, no, no, yeah. yeah, well yeah, it's I mean no one knows how to read, so it's fair <laughs> yeah. game. Which is They call him a hoove top. <laughs> exactly, exactly. They think Elvis is a god. <laughs> idiots. Idiots. These people we've written are idiots. <laughs> So, so, um, Karen Gillan has obviously got like a bit of history with, uh, with Gillian Anderson. Yeah. So she's like, look, I know we don't get on. Like, I've not, I've not seen you for 20 years. 
However, we need you to get into this place. And to be honest, it sounds like there's not going to be some. There's not going to be very good customer service there. <laughs> <laughs> and and there's a twinkle in Gillian Anderson's eyes. Yeah, yeah. It's like um, they. I think they get dismissed out of hand. Yeah. Because I I like to imagine like the Karens as a sort of Mandalorian sort of thing, right? <laughs> yeah. But it's like, it's not a race; it's a creed. Yeah. But but Karen, but <laughs> you Karen, gotta earn your stripes. Yeah. But Karen Karen Gillan left that right, and yeah. she's, so she's known as a Karen, but only just she's a bit of a sort of a, a bounty hunter in that mm. way. Um. Uh, and uh, Karen Gillan, of course, gets dismissed out of hand because she's outside of the thing. Yeah. But then Macaulay Culkin, um, like turns around and like an artist's imagine imagining on his on his laptop yeah. um which is of of like what might be in area 51 yeah, yeah. and and he's like i mean look there's all all this technology and they just like don't care yeah. and then he's like um and they're uh, and they're they these they say that these creatures are locked in the rooms and and Jillian Anderson's like locked in the rooms <laughs> How do the cleaners get in? <laughs> I want to speak to their manager! <laughs> and then all, all the Karens stand up. The manager in the diner is like, what the fuck is happening? Uh, and <laughs> the, the, wall shake. <laughs> the waiter has dived behind the bar. <laughs> okay, so they, they, like, they've got everyone now, and, right? Uh, who, um, the Chads. Uh, no, it's the Naruto runners The next. Naruto runners. And of course... They get to where they think the Naruto runners might be, but they can't find them. There's no one there. Well, this is the thing. Sort of, what we there's an alleyway. The, the camera's sort of looking down through a dark alleyway that they stood out in the in the yeah. <laughs> you, just, you just see something flash across yeah. the screen. Um, well, I, I like I kind of like the idea that um, the Naruto runners are the meeting with the goddess moment, right? Mm. And not that everything has to be in that sort of arc, but like I kind of like the idea that they get to the place the Naruto runners are supposed to be. They're not there. Yeah, but then as they actually approach Area Fifty One, yeah, like they're the cavalry. When everything looks the worst, <laughs> they're the riders of Rohan, <laughs> and the Naruto runners have always been with you. I love how I love how in order for them to be the cavalry, they must have been introduced earlier on in the yeah. movie. But I, I think actually no, having having them not be there, yeah. Um, sort of mythologizes them almost, sort of mystifies them. Yeah, and I think that very much that, right? Like, yeah. we, we have this moment where it's like the Naruto runners have always been with you. <laughs> we found out when you did that um, there, there was a Naruto runner at the Hoove, yeah. there was a Naruto runner making sure that there was that suspiciously well-stocked-up car to, yeah. for, with which to make your escape. Um, I love how they're on the way there, and there's there's one group that's not been mentioned in, in the text because yeah. it was post they were put in post the actual event yeah which is the chads yeah. or the, I, I'm going to say the last of the chads yeah. so he just comes out of the desert yeah <laughs> and it's chadding Tatum they're supposed to be they don't exist <laughs> the, uh, well, we, the, the Kyles the, are like we, we, we wiped out the last of the chads we hunted them to extinction <laughs> It was very tough, but we had trikes, and they had nothing. Uh, we ran them over, all of them, <laughs> and it's Channing Tatum, and it's like, yeah, you did. And I've heard of what you're trying to do here today, and I'm wanting to put, I'm wanting to put the past behind us because I'm a good guy. <laughs> I think, I think he rides up, and 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 there, and there's Gary Oldman, right? Yeah. Uh, and and he's standing standing next to him is the last of the chats. 
right? Oh, God. And uh, because, of course, like, you know, anyone, doesn't yeah. like the cars, whatever it is, right? That's the last turn, mm. I think. And maybe even the last of the Chads was always this big bulky bodyguard who was following him around in a mask, mm. right? A big helmet. Uh, at some point, he'll do the hero turn where he will, um, like the face turn, yeah. where he will um, end up busting open one of these cells because he's like, the Chads are descended from these guys and then it opens it the, and there's an alien in it and it's like the Chads were always aliens. <laughs> Right, so, like, Gary Oldman's gotten back up to the... Because I couldn't really follow that. Yeah, so... Gary Oldman's... They've got to Area 51. There's yeah. no charge yet. Yeah. Gary Oldman's have got him... Uh, Gary Oldman's... The the, uh, the, the Hoovers, yeah. the, the, the Elvis preachers yeah. and everything like that. They've got him yes. back against the along walls. With, along with this very suspiciously big bodyguard with a big, ha- a big yeah, helmet on. with a big helmet on. Um so we've not we can't see area 51 yet yeah. i'm imagining because this is like round a like down a valley and everything like that yeah. sort of in, in the desert and do the elvises then take him away from area 51 no they, like... they 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 they're like we're going to claim what what's here now that you've found it okay right that sort of thing and, and put it away forever yeah yeah this will this will cement our rule we we control this narrative now this will cement our rule over the people okay right so so they just break into area 51 yeah. what, what like do they just fight and and get overwhelmed by the the Gary Oldman people I think they, they it's one of those unwinnable situations right yeah where like so they just surrender yeah. like we put our hands up yeah um, but of course only McCulloch Culkin knows how to get in like knows anything about Area Fifty One? Yeah. All he knows is that there's a lot of the the rumor has, that he's promised Karen Gillan yeah. has gotten out. Yeah. He's been promising it to the Karens. He's been promising it to the Kyles. The rumor's gotten out that there's treasure there. Yeah. And he so now he doesn't know what. And so now Gary Oldman's gotten over his stop them getting in there. Thing, yeah. And he's overcome with get me whatever is in there. So he's locked them in in like a very sort of. He's locked him in a base, in a yeah. base building outside of the main sort of hangar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, it's shining light yeah. onto this onto this uh, Area Fifty One hangar. Yeah, and um, locked him in the building outside, or or they've locked him sort of in one of the buildings on that town where the music festival happened. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The, the sort of uh, the the Area Fifty One Diner, I believe it's called. Okay. Um. So they uh, so they got. They got locked in there, and I think Channing Tatum sees that Gary Oldman is not the rightful person to be here. They, as they start to get in, I think the thing is, he's his whole his intent the whole time has been break what whoever's in there out, <laughs> break whatever is in is it, Area Fifty One yeah, out. One. Like this is this could be the this could be my 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 history right yeah. my family history the the way of bringing back the chads and gary oldman's wanting to preserve it yeah so he's like oh so we're not going to go in and gary oldman's like of course not this is a holy place we can't desecrate it with our uh our blue suede shoes we have we have like, everything we need here we got the petrol we got we got the gas we've got the yeah. uh, we've got all the bullets we've got all the guns yeah uh, he's only cares he only cares about raiding the barracks yeah uh, for the vehicles and the gas and all that kind of stuff, yeah, that with which you can trade, you know, um, for greater power. And Channing Tatum's like, oh god, well, oh, that's the thing. We don't see him until he breaks all, all the yeah. whole gang yeah. out. He's, uh, he's, he's left alone with 
yeah. uh, with the, the gang yeah. and Channing, Channing Tatum in his big helmet like almost like Juggernaut from X-Men yeah. um, uh, stomps up to the cage fully able to crush yeah. this cage to pieces <laughs> yeah and he just rips the door off uh, <laughs> off of the cage and like why are you doing this and he, he takes his helmet off and he's got big alien ears <laughs> With Chad he's, yeah, on his, he's got a on really forehead. big forehead and an enormous chin because <laughs> he looks like the country of Chad in, in, in profile in profile yeah. yeah he looks like the country Chad his, <laughs> his head does anyway and he's like I've made a terrible mistake I descended from whatever's in there. We need to we need to find it to break them out. Long has the legend of of the Chads been true. It was my people who who staffed this place before the fall, and it was my people who were imprisoned here. This guy is like twelve foot tall as yeah. well. I forgot to mention that. Yeah, no, he's enormous. He he's he's like the heavy in this new <laughs> army. Yeah. So so like when when they eventually all or form up to charge on the gates of Area Fifty One, and yeah. Gary Oldman's laughing like, Haha, we've we've got all the guns and I think they make like the Kyles make an original charge on their trikes they yeah. get shot down yeah, yeah, yeah. and M&M's like retreat retreat I'm M&M retreat <laughs> retreat guys retreat Kyles and uh, and and like uh, another another one of Gary Oldman's forces is coming in behind them and they're yeah. like oh crap what are we going to do what are we going to do there's a scene there's a scene where um, Gillian Anderson is in parlay with Gary Oldman being yeah. like we'll trade you and he's like Watch what happens, and and they look out the window, and that's when the Kyles are getting absolutely shot yeah. to pieces. Yeah, it's uh, uh, it's like uh, <laughs> Return of the Jedi. Yeah, in it where he can see he can <laughs> see the 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 rebel forces being shot out of the window. I and... want you to watch as your forces get decimated before my new and improved arsenal. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I want you to watch while uh, your forces get decimated by my improved arsenal. I'm trying to think of just Elvis songs <laughs> that he could uh, be quoting, but uh... your armies ain't nothing but a hound dog. <laughs> In the name of the king, a little less conversation, a little more action, please. <laughs> yeah, uh, he says that. Yeah, he says a little. Julian, a little less conversation, a little more action, please. And he shows it, pulls the curtains back, and it's. Um, oh god yeah. and, uh, and I think it's just it, like Macaulay Culkin and, and Karen Killen and like backs up backs up against each other as they're being yeah. fought by uh, by all these guns and stuff and it's just like I, we can't we can't hold them much longer we're, we're all gonna die this is gonna be the last last thing we ever see is the gates of Area 51 and he's like uh, I have everything I have Area 51 I have the, the gas I got the bullets I got the guns and then uh, Karen Gillan's like, yeah, but we've got... And uh, as she rises up yeah. out of the crowd yeah. uh, uh, on, the back of, on, on the back of Channing Tatum, <laughs> 12 foot man, <laughs> like... <laughs> this is the thing, that they, need, they need to be in, in a place where they're almost dead. Yeah. And then suddenly we hear this... <laughs> and then just dust oh, over yeah, the hill. Yes. <laughs> yeah. As we see thousands <laughs> of people Naruto running. <laughs> <laughs> just just speed of light. It's almost. like it's like um that scene those scenes from uh Days of Future Past, you know, the yeah. quicksilver scenes. Yes. Except <laughs> 
in a hundredfold. <laughs> we do with and we loads have, of different loads people. Of really small people. Like really, like we've just scaled like loads of regular, like <laughs> loads of people it's, down. It's the guy who plays Quicksilver. Yeah, yeah, uh, but not just him. Not like just loads him of different is, people, yeah. all like dressed in with with the Naruto he- headband, all yeah. dressed in orange yeah. and running, and then just going up behind people and like slashing their Achilles. Yeah, because they're all only like three feet tall, but they've just got their arms out behind them, just zooming really fast. And uh, Macaulay Culkin, after all this has happened, uh, like the the king of the Naruto runner stops and he's like, "Thank you," and he's like. It was prophesized we would be here. He's speaking in really broken Japanese. <laughs> and there's a and one of them has a little screen that has subtitles under it. <laughs> oh, I love this. And the chant is subs not dubs, subs not dubs. <laughs> and then sprint off again in yeah, a puff yeah. of smoke like they're gone but but at least now it's just Gary Oldman <laughs> they have to fight. Yeah. And so I th- I think uh, just to wrap this up, yep. they kill Gary Oldman. Yep. Um, <laughs> break, break, Chad Channing Tatum's the the history of his family out, and it yeah. turns out that yeah, everyone who was a soldier in Area Fifty One before it fell mm. was also an alien. Yeah, like they were, they were, also, all, a they Chad. were also Chads because they were all <laughs> army boys. Yeah, they're all they're all beefy army men. Yeah, um, they only chose the Chads, and uh, and they they get in a flying saucer and take off. Yeah, <laughs> and Macaulay Culkin is like. I kind of wish there was treasure. <laughs> there yeah. is treasure. There is there's there's, treasure. There's like you know, uh, real cool. There's aeroplanes. That oh work yeah, yeah. And there's like. Well, I mean, um, uh, I mean, flying saucer. No, he says he says I wish there was treasure, and then Karen Gillan nudges him on the shoulder and goes, "Look at that!" And there's like that black V-shaped stealth bomber, yeah, yeah, yeah. which they just take off on, yeah, <laughs> just... and it's just them flying through the sky. <laughs> With uh, up, up and away, <laughs> my beautiful, my beautiful stealth bomber. <laughs> yes, yeah, there we go. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> that was uh, Raiders, Raiders of, of Area Fifty One. Yeah, yeah, I like that. <laughs> that was good. That fun. was a fun. That was a fun time that was taking good a fun. taking a fun dumb thing that happened last year and, and setting uh, it a hundred years later. Yeah. <laughs> Just really working, working with that law. Working with the meme law. Yeah, I like it. I like it. And if you've liked it, why not share it? Yeah, you should talk to your friends about it if you yeah. liked it. If you have friends who uh, remember fondly the, uh, the 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 meme, the the Facebook group, uh, <laughs> Air, Air, let's all run and raid Area Fifty One. Yeah. They can't stop us all. Maybe like they'd be interested in hearing this dramatized version of it happening in a hundred years' time. Yeah. Maybe you just have friends who are a fan of film, you know, yeah. uh, and and think, you know, what if you wanted to spend a, a, a single hour or less hearing about the plot of four films rather than going to see one film and having to spend two and a half? Yeah, right. Exactly. It's simple. It, yeah. The maths works so simply, and. And you can do that while you do other things as well. Exactly. <laughs> it's a great thing. Such as going to patreon.com forward slash lives of pitch podcast. You can do that right now. Just go, get on your computer or, or your tablet or smartphone. Patreon.com forward slash lives of pitch podcast. And I'll tell you what, you can get a bunch of stuff there. Yeah. Every week, if you, uh, if you uh, pledge $5 or more a month, you can get a whole other pitch. A whole bonus pitch. And not just that. That's a whole of a bunch of laughs. 
Not just that though, Tom. You can also get all the previous week's pitches. That like, is that is a ton of content. That's for... I think maybe approaching a hundred new pitches. Yeah, must be. Well, this is the thing. I um, have recently started writing up the script for a film we pitched um, called "I Can't Find My Keys," which I'm doing. I've, I've sort of planned to do every almost every Saturday because I work a few Saturdays. Mm-hmm. But like uh, Saturday at three o'clock, uh, three p.m. Uh, British Standard Time um, on twitch.tv forward slash lives a bitch podcast if you want to join me for some script writing oh, fun yeah. um, I realised the other day that was episode 181 wow so that was 100 episodes ago heck so it must have been before then that we started the Patreon probably yeah so that's definitely over 100 bonus pictures that is amazing that's so you like that is you know a whole, a whole lot of content that you'll just yeah. unlock straight away for... And I don't want to be funny about it, but you'd get all that one month one. Yeah, you'd, five pounds, and then you've got all that. You could probably download it all if yeah. you've got the time. And, and, and you then, know, if and you then were stop really, it for the next month. <laughs> if you were really being... Uh, if you were really playing the system. Mm. But you also get to vote on the genre each week for one dollar a month. Yeah, it's barely anything. Mm. And that's more votes than your country gives you. So, like... Just, Stop thinking about your country. Yeah. Ask not what your country can do for you, but rather what you could trade for one dollar with a with the, a lesser known podcast from the Lives of Bitch podcast. Yeah. Um, but seriously, we are really grateful for everyone who already does that. Um, you get your name read out every single week if you do do that. So um, I'm here to thank Brandon Spanky Mills, Ross Originals. Does nobody find it odd that a dragon targeted whales? Jeremy L. Kayam, Stephen D. Thomas, Fingers to Hand, Mr. Beakfast, a group called Husk Dawn have captured the channel. James Delaney, New Scramble, more like old mortgage rates. In today's news, vigilantes have stolen breakfast. Brent Black, I yearn for a simpler time, Mavis. Remember BB Beans? Look, I'm sorry that I prefer to eat out, but it makes me feel like I exist. Ladies and gentlemen, I can't believe it, the serial dragon of whales has been Tom McGrath all along. Joseph Hegarty. Prime Minister, was it all worth it? Was it all worth it? S.R. Howell. Newcastle, more like more hassle, Pete. Alex NSFW. Okay, everybody be nice. Carl gets here soon and he's changed somewhat. Nikki. Glenn, if I can't trust you with an airport, you can just run the RAF. Prime Minister, the Queen is here and she's really anger. Eden MW. And Prime Minister, we agreed not to talk coronavirus. This universe has enough on. That is the fastest you've ever read that. And yes. it was uh, it was a wild ride <laughs> listening to that without any, any errors at all it was great there are no edits to that no. i didn't speed that up i actually <laughs> read that that fast well done you and uh, well done to everyone who's given us titles this week yes uh, yeah was, uh, i had a lot of fun reading them uh, you can give us titles anytime at uh, facebook.com forward slash life's a bitch podcast and twitter at life's a pitch show just to get in touch with us as well yeah, uh, but that's, that's where we uh, that's where we get the titles from uh, so if you want to give us a title go there and of course well done to the following person who has won the Yes Very Clever Award. Yes, this is the award we give out to someone who's given us a title based around an existing title. Just had a bit of fun with it, haven't they? Oh, they've had, they had a joke. A little joke. Uh, so this week it goes to Rosemary Hughes, who's given us Waterworld 2. Waterworld to live in. <laughs> is that the subtitle <laughs> yes, for it? Waterworld 2. Waterworld to live in. <laughs> All right, so until next time, I've been Tom McGrath. I've been Matt Turner. Remember who pitched it. <laughs> <laughs>